Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Alora Murray. And I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz. Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. It's great to hear everyone. <laughs> and we're grateful that you are hearing us. Yes. Thank you for taking the time to stop and listen to us and our podcast. Carrie, you know that I am someone who I feel very strongly about mental health. Yes. I the topic is very important to me. I'm very open about it. Um and Today, I actually interview a therapist, but before I get to that, you and I are both pretty open about mental health. Definitely. We both have done podcasts that you guys can take a listen to. I did one about anxiety. Carrie did one about depression because so many people out there go through these things. It's so many people. And and a lot of the times we don't talk about it and that's okay. You know, if you're not open to talking about your struggles, that's totally fine. Um, I think it also helps to listen to others. Mm because for some reason you feel so alone, mm-hmm. you know that there are so many people that struggle with anxiety and depression, but in a way you feel alone, you think it's it's just you, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, there's anxiety and depression and there, there's other things that people go through. And so really, I remember a few years ago when I was starting to go to therapy, I thought it was so taboo. I thought, you know, oh, there's something so wrong with me. I'm going to see a therapist and I'm so grateful that I got rid of that mindset and realized, no, therapy is literally for everyone if you want to feel better and work on yourself and your life. Oh my gosh, it has changed my life. I see therapists weekly. Um, If there are some weeks that I can't get to it, I Uh do have a six-year-old daughter, so sometimes, (laughs) you know, priorities change. But um, I try to see my therapist weekly, and I can't tell you how much it helps just to be able to talk to someone Mm -hmm. that... um, you know, whatever's on the top of your mind, maybe something happened that day, maybe it's something deeper that you want to mm-hmm. have them help you with. These are trained professionals to help you with your problems and the way you see it. Um, and it's it's a game changer. It absolutely is. And I sit down with a therapist, Christy Kobe, and we talk about just general therapy. We talk about, you know, why people go to therapy, um, what you should be learning in therapy, um, how to get the most out of it, how to find a good therapist. And it's just a really good podcast. If you've ever considered going to a therapist, if you're wondering if you're getting the most out of it, it really is great. She breaks it all down. Um, What do you say we take a listen? Let's do it. I'm Alora Murray, and I am so excited because I find this topic to be so important. I am talking to Christy Kobe, who is a therapist. Christy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate being invited to be interviewed, and I'm really excited for this conversation, Alora. Anytime there is a mental health topic, I am so excited to talk about it because I feel like for years, for years and years, and even some people now find therapy and mental health such a taboo topic, but we are talking about therapy today. 
general therapy, how to find a therapist. We're talking about all the good stuff. So let's start off with, Christy, what are some signs that it's time to seek out a therapist? Mm, That's a really good question. Uh, There are lots of different reasons that it could be helpful, lots of different things it could be helpful with. But generally speaking, when something emotional, mental, or in relationships is negatively impacting your ability to function, whether that's at work or at home, school, or in a relationship, it would be a good idea to seek out the assistance of a therapist. And uh, that could look like when you feel like so much anxiety that it's difficult for you to be effective as a parent Mm -hmm. or focus at work, Mm -hmm. or maybe stress from one area of your life is really bleeding over into another area and preventing you from being present or Mm -hmm. effective in that other area. Or maybe you find yourself getting so upset by things that you're not able to complete your responsibilities. So in cases like that, you can really yeah, absolutely. some experienced professional guidance can really help you kind of navigate that more effectively. Absolutely. And it's not something that people should be ashamed of. And speaking of that, who is oh, therapy no. for? Really, therapy is most effective for people who want to create change within themselves Mm -hmm. and their lives. Uh, People who are willing to put forth effort and the time that's required to do those things. And it's more likely to be effective for people who are open to the process of exploring things with a therapist and committed to put forth the effort to implement those changes in between sessions. Really, the last three and a half years hasn't taught us anything. It's for people who want to be more aware of and take care of their mental health and relational health, which are every bit as important as being intentional with our physical health. Absolutely. I, there is a post that I post on Instagram every once in a while, and it's a picture of a brain and there's a right side and a left side. And at the very top of it, it says, remember that your mental health is just as important as your physical health, because it is, it bleeds into so many aspects of our life. And I know for me personally, Uh I'm just being very frank I go to a therapist for my anxiety and it's something that I need and I'm really open about it. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I go to therapy for. What kinds of things do other people go to therapy for? Uh, There's a wide variety of reasons you might seek therapy, but maybe you're a perfectionist or you have Mm -hmm. tendencies to be a perfectionist. Maybe you tend to be a people pleaser Mm -hmm. or Therapy can be really helpful to figure out how, how to parent your kids in healthier ways than the ways that you were raised or to like gain a better understanding of why you're feeling so anxious and mm-hmm. what you can do about it. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different skills that you can develop for just managing things more effectively, managing your stress or things Absolutely. that you're going through. And that is one of the things when I go to therapy, oftentimes people will talk to me and they'll, they think it's easy. And for me, I'm like, no, I go so I can have tools that I can actually use (laughs) to change things. Because people will be like, oh, you just go in and you say this, this, and this. I'm like, no, I'm going in to get tools so I can change. It's (laughs) absolutely. It's work. (laughs) It it is work. It is work, but it's so important. Good work. Yes. Yeah. So worth it, but it is work. It's not like you just come in and like the therapist does all the work and you're like, I'm healed. Uh, Yeah. No, you have to put in so much work. And there are things, like I said, that I take a notebook with me when I go to therapy. That's not everyone's vibe, but that's my thing. So I take a notebook and I write down certain things that 
hit me or like I write down certain things that she gives me to work on during the week. So speaking of that, like what is the goal of therapy? Like I knew what my goal was. What is the goal of therapy and what kind of skills can we learn if we try (laughs) and put forth that work when we go? Okay. Those are great questions as well. Uh, Usually there are multiple goals of therapy and that's going to depend on the issues that you're seeking help with what your desired outcomes for the process are and also the therapeutic approach that's being used by your therapist to address those issues that the two of you have identified and kind of fleshed out together so like if you're seeking therapy for anxiety your goals might include working with your therapist to identify the things that are triggering your anxiety and resolving the cause of those things to the extent possible and then developing healthy skills for coping with those things that we can't resolve because as you know (laughs) I'm sure all too well there's plenty of things in our environment or in our relationships that we can't control or do anything about or that are not certain my anxiety loves it (laughs) (laughs) yeah your anxiety is like oh I'm on fire (laughs) going to attend today (laughs) basically yeah and then there's other types of therapy like for trauma on the other hand if you're seeking therapy for trauma it's more about like making connections between what's happening in the present and what happened to you in the past Mm -hmm. So the goals of trauma therapy are going to involve integrating the fragments of what's getting triggered from your past emotionally, mentally, and in your body and nervous system so that these trauma buttons don't get pushed nearly as frequently or intensely. And so the effects of being triggered don't last as long. Right. So lots of different goals, lots of different skills. So this next question, Uh and I... I've just been giving lots of personal examples with this, but I remember the first time I went to therapy, I'm going to be honest with you, Christy, I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea because this was back during a time, like I said, several years ago where seeing a therapist, going to therapy, going to therapy, it was so taboo. And I've used that phrase before, like Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about it. And I was almost embarrassed and I was so afraid because I thought I was going into this room where I was going to tell this person that I didn't know yet about my anxiety and about my, my perfectionist yeah. habits. And I was so scared and I wish mm-hmm. I had known back then what to expect. So for someone who like yeah. me is, they're like, I'm ready to go to therapy. I have some things I want to work on. I want to do the work, mm-hmm. but I, they're just scared because they don't know what to expect. What would yeah. you tell them? Oh, that is maybe the most important question of all the questions, (laughs) honestly, because it really is so vulnerable and it's, you know, kind of taking a leap of faith or it's, it takes a lot of courage to reach out and be willing to try this. Uh, I think to answer that question, it helps to say a little bit more about what therapy is. Mm -hmm. And of course, defining it can be really challenging because there's so many different approaches to therapy Mm -hmm. and, there's so many different therapists and clients. So there's no two therapy sessions that are going to look exactly the same. Oh yeah. So, but in a nutshell, I would say therapy is this collaborative process Mm -hmm. of working with a licensed therapist to gain a deeper understanding of yourself, others and your environment, Mm -hmm. as well as developing skills to enable you to have a healthier and more meaningful and fulfilling life, Mm -hmm. work and relationships and 
part of that process can involve healing old emotional and mental and relational wounds so that they're no longer holding me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then in therapy, what I, from my perspective, you can expect is that your therapist is going to ask you a lot of questions yes. and that's not to be um, intrusive or anything. It's to be able to understand your history mm-hmm. and the relationships that have shaped who you are in your current situation. Mm-hmm. And it also has the benefit of helping you to unpack things as she asks questions, to see things more clearly on a deeper level, and maybe even from some different perspectives. Absolutely. Uh, it's totally normal too, that you're going to feel a wide range of feelings. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things that people are like, hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't like to feel feelings. So do, maybe I don't want to do therapy, but that's actually super beneficial to like work through those mm-hmm. rather than getting stuck in the feelings or overwhelmed by your feelings. And you're likely going to work on some new skills and tools in between sessions that you've practiced in session because Coming and talking about things is only part of the solution, as you know, and Mm -hmm. doing things differently in between sessions is also a key part of making changes in your life and your relationships and your environment. Absolutely. Like, like we talked about earlier, it, it's not just going, you don't go in and you're done. You go in and you learn skills to take you through the Mm -hmm. rest of your life. Like you went in there, you went in there for a reason to get help for something. And I mean, I think we'd all like to say it's this magic pill where you go in and sit down for 45 minutes to an hour and you're like, well, I'm good, but that's not exactly how it is. And on that topic, like what kind of mindset should we have going into therapy? Well, like you're saying, you know, as with anything that's genuinely rewarding and meaningful, there is no shortcut or quick fix. Uh There's no magical pill. I'm not going to give you a magical you know, magic wand. <laughs> I mean, to... that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that would be I'd a whole that. other topic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. People would love that. And yeah. I mean, it, it would be nice if we could just take a pill to solve all of our problems or we could just give everybody a magic wand. Yeah. <laughs> they're better, but really it helps to come into this process with a growth mindset, meaning that you believe in the fact and the research validated reality that your abilities and skills can actually be developed through commitment and hard work that you're not just the way you are and that there's no hope and that you can't change but really we can change our most basic abilities Mm -hmm. through commitment and hard work and I think it's especially important to keep in mind the genuine healing and change and progress in the things that you want to be different in your life is Mm -hmm. going to require significant effort Mm -hmm and time invested into the therapy process. So if you have decades worth of experiences and relationships that are feeding into your current struggles, which to be honest, most of us do, know that you're not going to be able to work through decades of stuff in just a few months of therapy sessions. Mm -hmm. It's gonna take more than that to unpack and work through it all effectively if you really wanna have long-term change. Absolutely, but you said this word, that I'm going to repeat, you said there is hope. So even if you Uh have to go to a therapist longer than you think you will at first, there is hope. And Uh that's one of the things why I kept going back is because I got hope from an expert that 
oh, you don't have to be this anxious all the time. Or if you are, here are some tools. And having that hope to make me feel better, to make me feel better in life, that Mm -hmm. hope is something that is so powerful that you and your therapist work on that that is truly – that is something that I would just tell to everyone. I'm like, if if you're wondering about therapy – there is a hope that you receive in your sessions that is unreal. And that is one right. of the reasons I kept going back. Oh, for sure. Because all good therapists are realistic optimists. Yes. And if you're, you know, good therapists have worked with thousands and thousands of people like you, similar to you, struggling with things similar to you, and have been, ex- you know, successful in helping them overcome those things work through those things it's so much easier than trying to navigate it all on your own absolutely and like I said like we've said this many many times there is hope if you are willing to put the work in and we've talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about these things here and there throughout this interview but what do you think is the most common misconception about therapy that you'd like to address that you're like all right everyone you're thinking this about therapy we need to end this now Mm -hmm. this is not a thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) what is that uh probably one of the most common misconceptions about therapy is that therapy is only for people who are in this extreme state of distress or Mm -hmm. crisis when like in reality, therapy will be much more effective and much less time consuming and expensive if you start, start it before you're in crisis right? <laughs> and before you're at that extreme level of distress. And by starting therapy, when things are less severe, yeah, you can avoid getting to the point of being in crisis. You can avoid getting to the point where you needed a therapist yesterday and you don't even know where to start looking. And yeah. it's just so helpful to do it before it gets up to that point and And it's for everybody yeah and I totally I I've talked to some people who I've talked to them about therapy like I get now lots of people are like oh my gosh like you have anxiety but you do what you do and I I I do podcasts I get I speak in front of people and I do tv and I'm like a, I love it, and B, I have a, I have a really great therapist who gives me tools to handle my anxiety. So I've had lots of people, and I really hate, I hate this phrase, but I have had people say to me, well, therapy is for crazy people, or therapy is for people who dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, A, don't like that phrase. Yes. <laughs> we I don't that love word. that. We don't like the word crazy. B, uh-uh. it's, it really is, like you said, for everyone, because I think uh-huh. everyone out there in our core innately just wants to be happier and live a better life. And if you want those two Mm -hmm. things, then therapy is for you. Right. 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 I hate that word too. And I hate that whole, Oh, (laughs) we're not allowed to say that. (laughs) If someone says uh, the word crazy, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not in our vocabulary. Uh That's not how we explain people. We exactly. Just, exactly. Therapy is for everyone. So we've talked about those yeah. common misconceptions. What is the most common problem you see with patients that maybe hinder them from learning in therapy or, you know, hinder them from seeing progress? Hmm. Probably the most common thing that I see is clients not being able to create momentum and significant change and progress because they're not meeting frequently enough uh, for long enough sessions and for a long enough period of time with their therapist before they end their therapy uh, because we're creatures of habit and 
usually not the good ones, usually the negative habits, usually the reactive ones. <laughs> you mean the ones where I'm eating, uh, you know, my chocolate at 11 o'clock at night because I want uh-huh. a snack, but now it's Almost. become a habit. Yeah, yeah the, the emotional eating, just the reactive, the survival, the self-soothing or distracting types of habits instead yeah. of the good habits. Change is hard and we tend to be negative and survival oriented. So in order to create that kind of therapeutic momentum and significant change in progress with my clients, I use 80 minute sessions with all of my clients because those longer sessions are the gold standard for resolving things like trauma and relationship issues. Mm -hmm. And 80 minute sessions really allow us to identify and explore what's going on beneath the surface so that we can address those underlying causes which can lead to genuine healing and that lasting long-term change that people are seeking. Yeah. Um, and I Absolutely. ask that people who want to work with me, like, oh, sorry, <laughs> cut you off. <laughs> oh, like, no, you're good. To, like once every two weeks at a minimum, because otherwise you just don't create that momentum and you're emotionally eating at 11 o'clock at night <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead of like getting the change that you're really seeking. And you can say you're seeking it, but if you don't have kind of this length and the frequency and I recommend at least six sessions before pausing things it's going to be really really hard and unlikely that you're going to change in the ways that you want to and create the momentum and progress absolutely I think I and I I'm sure that is a common problem with people who are like well you know what I went to a one 50 minute session then I went and saw my therapist Mm -hmm. again two months later and then I saw him Mm -hmm. again four months later and I'm just not seeing any progress so I'm just gonna cut it and it's like well like you're saying that's that's not gonna give you 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 know the results you're looking for no it's kind of like you think oh well I went to the gym in January. So why didn't I reach my goals for fitness and weight loss and things like, well, you went once or you went once a month and that was great. Yeah. Maybe you hurt the few days after that and you remembered muscles that you forgot you had. Uh (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not going to get you to where you want if you're not making it a practice. And if it's not something that you have kind of a rhythm going. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes, like you said, uh, we're just creatures of habit. Like I, I Mm -hmm. mentioned a bad habit that I had that I now like go to therapy for. It had to do with my anxiety and it's almost like we Mm -hmm. have to create new habits, these new, a new way of thinking. So we don't slip back. And it's so easy to slip back. If you see your therapist once, Mm -hmm. once a blue moon. (laughs) Right. Right. For sure. And those old habits or patterns of behavior are like these well-oiled greased tracks that Mm -hmm. you just can slip down in your sleep with your eyes closed backwards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas these new habits are like, sometimes it's like, Oh, well I have to create, dig a tunnel and maybe you feel like you'd only have a spoon or a little spade to (laughs) dig this new (laughs) tunnel. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I have been there. I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Digging a tunnel with mm-hmm. a spoon is a great, great way to put it. Yeah. So for the yeah. people who are going to therapy, they're currently in therapy, what tips do you have for them to get the most out of it? We talked about seeing your therapist frequently and for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. What other tips do you have for people who are in therapy right now? So generally, the more that you're willing to invest in yourself in the therapy process, the more you're going to get out of it. That just mm-hmm. in any way that you're investing yourself in the therapy process, that means 
being open with your therapist in session and sharing things so that he or she has an accurate and complete picture of the things from which to assess your situation and make recommendations, which they can better do based on a full and complete accurate picture of things. Uh, also taking an active role in the process means avoiding any mind altering substances like alcohol or non-prescription drugs in the day or two before therapy sessions, uh, because you're going to get more out of the process. You're going to be able to participate more fully. Your mind will be more clear and you'll be able to retain information better in that state. Yeah. Um, I also am a huge fan of what you already talked about, about having a journal or a notebook. Um, I recommend that all of my clients either have a journal or a notebook that they bring to session to record their insights from the sessions <clears throat> and like the goals that they're going to work on in between sessions and notes of things that come up between sessions that they would like to discuss at the next appointment because you think that you're going to remember <laughs> what triggered you. <laughs> yeah. 11 days ago. Yeah, you, that's why I started bringing a journal because there were there'd be a couple times where my therapist would say something and it was like a light bulb went off and then I was so in the moment and so shocked that I mm-hmm. two days later I was like what is that that she said and I it, yes. it's gone <laughs> right right it's we have so many things that we have that we're trying to keep in our memory mm-hmm. and we just have limited <clears throat> limited capacity to retain all that and it's just so helpful especially if you have anxiety or you know you're adulting (laughs) adulting is hard (laughs) for everyone (laughs) yes I mean there's so many different areas of our life that we want to be present and effective and it's just it really helps you to either have a journal or notebook or have a place that is a dedicated place like your notes folder on your smartphone or something just regardless of the format that really enables you to stay on track and concretely view like how much progress you've made through the therapy process. When you like read back on where you were, you know, when you first started, it can be just so helpful and writing down those things that trigger you in between sessions is so helpful to the process and to your therapist. Cause then you can really explore it. If all you can remember is, Oh, I remember they said something that really upset me and I was standing by my dining room table. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that those isn't that necessarily helps. helpful <laughs> enough context to be as effective in working yes. through that. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's like you said, when you keep those notes and you go back, it's so nice to be to think to yourself, look how far I've come. Like when I mm-hmm. came, I could never imagine myself being so calm about the situation or I was so Mm -hmm. depressed when I came and now I can handle things so much better. And it's almost like a pat on your back for yourself for how much work you've done. And to see that, it's so helpful. Yes, for sure. It's one of the the reasons I like it. (laughs) Yes. And it gives you hope. It helps sustain that hope that you, you know, your therapist hopefully holds, but also helps you to have more of that hope yourself. Like, oh. I can do these hard things and I have done hard things already and it's working. I love that. So how can you tell? So we've talked about uh, skills that we learn in therapy. We've talked about how to get the most out of therapy. How can you tell if your therapist is a good fit for you? If you're with the right therapist? Okay. That's a, that's kind of an involved question. So I'm going to kind of flesh that out a little, unpack it a little bit. So whether a therapist is a good fit for you, of course, is going to entail, could entail a lot of different things, kind of 
depending on what you're looking for in a therapist and from the therapy process itself. Uh, generally speaking, though, I would say a therapist is a good fit for you if you feel like you can trust your therapist and you can speak freely without fear of judgment from them. Uh, it's really important that you feel heard and seen and supported and emotionally safe with your therapist. Um, in a good working relationship with them, you're also going to feel a sense of connection with them. Yeah. Feel like they care for you and your well-being, which is important for you to put your trust in this process and in this person that's giving you guidance. Um, that person, you know, that you choose to work with, if they're a good fit for you, they'll be mentally present and attentive and responsive to the things you say. And they're going to take an active role in the session, which usually means they're going to do more than just listening and nodding their head is kind of the yes. quintessential <laughs> stereotypical therapist. And how does that movies. make you feel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's going to be more questions than that. There's going to yes. be more movement from your therapist, like asking questions to kind of slow things down mm -hmm. and explore something in more depth, or maybe they're going to explore potential solutions with you, or they might gently challenge you about a thought that you're having that, you know, doesn't seem to really be supported by things in your life that really you're worthless. And what, you know, what leads you to believe that, or where does that come from? And yeah. so they're also going to demonstrate regardless of what you choose that they respect your self-determination meaning that they respect your authority and autonomy to decide what you think and feels best for you as long as you're not endangering yourself or other people because it's your life absolutely and you're the one that has to live with the consequences of what you do or don't do mm -hmm. and they don't so absolutely. they're just there to hold space for you and offer expertise um, whereas your neighbors or your family, your friends, yeah. They, yeah. they might be like, did you try this? <laughs> this is really important. And <laughs> I really want you to go to this, you know, thing that helps me. Yeah. And that, yeah. that might not be the best thing for you. Absolutely. So, but oh, the that research was... really shows that relationship is so important. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I was just saying that that is so helpful. And all of those things are so important in a therapist and you have spent the last almost we've been here for about 30 minutes giving us such good good information for those of us who maybe are seeing a therapist who aren't getting the most out of mm -hmm. it and what to do and those who are possibly seeking to go to a therapist christy i want to thank you so much for being with us today oh, you're so welcome. and the time you have spent and for everyone listening thank you so much please remember to rate review and subscribe and we will catch you next time Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.